Hello again. Today we're talking to Sean Hagen, uh, my co-host. So nice and familiar for you, telling you a story I think he's mentioned before in the show, but never gone on depth on. Check out Sean hosting Cave Goblin Party Night every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And also, if you're listening to this on day of release, I'm going to be a guest on Everyone is Jonas tonight, which is at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And both of those shows are at twitch.tv slash cavegoblins. So hopefully we will see you there. Have a good day, enjoy the episode, and uh, see ya. Hello and welcome to another episode of Revolver Tabletop Tales. Uh, today I am talking with Sean. How's hey. it going, Sean? Good. Uh, you know, my co-host from DMs of Vancouver. You, lo- <laughs> you know him, you love him, he's great. He does most of the work on our show. Duh. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the network and making it slightly easier for us to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and also kind of giving me the opportunity to do like smaller a smaller show like this to test out. Uh, so, Sean... Uh, I believe you have some sort of story for me. Yes. Please proceed. So this is from the the final session of my previous campaign. Uh, so I will, I will set the stage. Basically, uh, the world that the players are in, which I think I've talked about on a previous episode, basically there's six fonts of magic, and pretty much all of them have been locked down. So magic is slowly disappearing from the world. And the campaign that the players were in was on the continent where the font of water magic was. And basically, the big bad for this campaign, uh, several thousand years ago, he was a lich, so he could survive things. But basically, he was responsible, pretty much entirely responsible for this, this font getting locked because he had tricked the court wizard into messing with the protection spells that would basically... That were meant to, like, if somebody's attacking where the water font was, it was meant to, like, freeze everything, and then the ice would go away, having killed whatever was attacking. And the court wizard messed up these protections, so basically it it froze the castle that it was in, but then it didn't unfreeze. And the lich got stuck in this ice because he didn't know how the protections had been changed. So the players managed to find the MacGuffin that would let them get into the ice, melt their way through, and they accidentally release the Lich, and then the Lich goes down to where the the font is and starts to corrupt it, because that was his goal all along, was to take over this font of magic, which is also a portal to the, uh, the plane of water, and he would become super powerful, practically a god. Bad things happen. So one of the things that happened leading up to this is I'd been talking with one of my players who was playing a barbarian and he was getting super bored with this character, but it kind of didn't matter because we were at the end of the campaign. But basically he was super bored because he was never in danger, no matter what they were facing, because he was a, I think it was a spirit totem barbarian where he takes half damage from pretty much everything except force damage. So it was kind of boring for him to play because he never really had to worry that much he also had the most health out of anyone in the party so what i did was i worked i told him like how about we do something actually awesome with this character let's send them out in a blaze of glory so what i did was i put together like i'd already been thinking about how this final battle would go 
And I only had to tweak it a little bit to pull off this like epic character death moment. So what I did was the players, when they made their way down to where the font was, the barbarian by chance, because I told him to be out in front of everybody, was like 10, 15 feet in front of the party. Or actually, no, I'm misremembering. This is not quite how it went. He was towards the front, like the front of the party, but there was somebody with him. And when they, as they're approaching, the lich turns around and sees that they're coming. And he gives a little evil speech about, you know, how, how nice it is that they've tried to stop him, but it's too late. And he says, for their impertinence, one of them must die. And he casts Finger of Death. Um, because I switched up some of the Lich's spells. I don't think he normally has Finger of Death or Power Word Kill or whatever it is. And so, like, I narrate, like, that, you know, he points his finger and this, like, blackness surrounds him and then starts shooting towards. It was one of the other players. And so the Barbarian, as we discussed, jumps in front of the spell and takes the full brunt of it. And he dies because he just agreed beforehand that he would fail his role. And he's just like, yeah, my character just dies. And everybody's like, holy shit, what just happened? And then I start narrating what happens next, which is that one of the gods of the, the setting, in this setting, it's uh, it's called the family. There's the grandparents, the father, the mother, and the daughter and the son. And they're all uh, like the the grandfather is, um, is, is the god of wisdom. The grandmother is the god of, uh, no, grandfather is knowledge. Grandmother is wisdom. The father is like, war but also farming like kind of those those kind of roles that you know when you think about what kind of roles would people have ye in ye olden times that's kind of what they embodied and the players knew that they had been trapped as part of whatever caused magic to go away but they were able to reach out into the world and empower individuals which is why the players aren't affected by magic going away for example so the 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 grandfather was able to send a, an avatar at this moment who froze time and one of the important bits of backstory for the barbarian was he was a, a an orc and in the world that i've that i created orcs are more viking like they go on raids and stuff like that and if they capture people then if after a certain amount of time, those people will probably be set free or they can choose to join the clan. But his character and his backstory, as part of like his barbarianness, his his rage coming to the fore, he killed his family, like several members of his family, and he was exiled. And so he was playing this spirit barbarian. We uh, repainted it a little bit as an ancestor barbarian, and he was kind of always at odds with the 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 one or two ancestor spirits that would actually show up to help him and in this moment this avatar of the grandfather comes down and i can't remember exactly what he said but like like through this action your entire family now stands behind you and like there's the barbarian in spirit form who's appeared to the party and he looks behind him and there's his entire family like his entire ancestry in like kind of avatar form you know when Aang goes in the avatar state he sees all like kind of like that and then what i did was because i intentionally powered up the lich and his second form um but to compensate for that players got powered up as well um and basically like through 
his the barbarians like ancestor powers like his his spiritual powers the other players ancestors came to their aid and so they all got powered up as well so like the um we had there was a barbarian there was a fighter a cleric a monk and a fighter wizard like the arcane knight and so like the arcane knight all of her spells just did full damage she didn't have to roll it was just full damage the the cleric it was the same thing like all of his spells uh full damage and some extra radiant damage the fighter just uh, was started doing an extra like d12 or something radiant damage um and so like they all got powered up and the um the barbarian got a couple of special powers because he's this is basically like his last act in the world he's a he's basically a ghost who can touch things so he got some extra powers and so they they made pretty quick work of the lich like one of the things that the barbarian got was uh or the sorry the cleric could shield people um from wherever he was he could like reduce the damage of an attack by half as a reaction um and the barbarian could like reflect damage back on whoever's attacking because there was the lich and four iron golems and this is a party of level 10 characters so i powered them up for a reason and they made short work of the iron golems and of the uh of the the lich but what the lich had been doing while they were fighting was infecting the guardian spirit of the font who was a sea dragon and he infected the sea dragon and he basically merged with the sea dragon and then comes bursting up out of the floor and now there's a like an ancient sea dragon attacking the party and with their powers they still managed to come through fairly well like at towards the end of the fight people were kind of getting to like we don't have much hp left we need to make all of this count and um there was stuff like uh, like pools of water that appeared that the dragon can pop in and out of and if he grabs you and pulls you down you're now in the plane of water in like tunnels of water that are moving super fast and you don't know where they end up and it was crazy it was fun everybody really enjoyed it and then they managed to finally kill the lich infected dragon and the barbarian character gets to say his goodbyes and, and one final thing is that like the dragon manages to like purify a bit of itself and now there's a baby sea dragon who's going to become the new guardian and so everything isn't lost and that's where that campaign ended and uh but because they didn't kill the lich's uh flactory he's still out in the world somewhere a little bit changed because one of the things with liches is that they have to sacrifice souls to themselves to survive but his phylactery has been taken care of by a tribe of goblins who don't always have access to humans so He's a little bit more goblin now, and the players don't know that because they're in a different part of the world now. But it was a super fun way to end the campaign and give somebody who had kind of been really bored about how their their character was going um, a fun way to end the campaign. And what the players told me, at least, but you know, I'm not sure I completely believe it because i'm weird about stuff like this they all said they had a great amount of fun and it certainly seemed like it and yeah fuck sean that sounds so good (laughs) that sounds like so much fun good job man (laughs) okay thank you thank you for telling us the story and um 
Yeah, thanks. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it, Sean. <laughs> okay, everybody, that was an episode of Tabletop Tales. Thank you so much for listening. Again, Sean Hagen. You can find him on DMs of Vancouver. You can, uh, you will in the future, or by the time this is out, be able to find him on at least one episode of Everyone Is Jonas. Um, we're doing one next week. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, <laughs> um, sure. Um, and thank you so much for listening and so much for supporting our network. Yeah, thank uh, you we, so much for supporting us. We we really appreciate it and have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.